fellas. Welcome back. Season two of the Old Terps podcast brought to you by Beyond the Big Ten. Follow us on the socials, Beyond the Big Ten. That's the Twitter. That's the Instagram. Uh, we need that. We need that motion up. We need the viewership up. Let's start rocking and rolling. Andrew Terrell, I'm one of your hosts here for the Old Terps podcast. I got three others with me, Travis Valman, Reese Mona, and the one and only Kevin Herter. Uh, fired up to be here, gentlemen. I mean... I've I've been waiting on this for months, fellas. I I I, I couldn't sleep last night. Um, basketball's back. The Terps are back. We are back. God, I missed you guys. Like it's the best time of year, baby. It's almost like we haven't talked since our last time we logged off on this. But Andrew, thank you for the intro. Definitely excited to be back. Season two, season two of the Kevin Willard era for the Terps. Very excited about it. Seeing what he can do to the program, uh, fellas. Let's let's have ourselves a year. Before we start, um, there's a person on this podcast who life is a little bit different for these days. I, let's, let's just, you know, the elephant in the room, let's just get out the way. There's a guy here who life is a little bit different for. I don't, I'm not going to say Hang who, on. but, you know. Hang on. Let's just, before he says it, let me just add, he's still living with his mother. Okay. He's still living <laughs> with mama. <laughs> You, if you're watching this on video, no, that is not his crib. <laughs> that's Mama's. You know, that's that's not his stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. Big, I got some renovations going on. There's a work in progress, but the boys are right. And these three gentlemen were up there at the altar with me. But your boy got married. Reese Mona here, uh, married to my girl. We met first day at Maryland. Would you look at that? Maryland helps dreams come College true. College sweethearts. Uh, Go Terps. You love it. She played on women's lacrosse. I was men's basketball. It was meant to be, huh? Maryland girl, right? You know what my favorite part is? That's right. There I think my favorite part is, is just knowing that I can't wait to have a son that just gives yours 30 to 40. <laughs> two years younger, though. He'll be two not, years younger. He'll give it not, a 40. Not buying it. I'm not buying. Little man's it's gonna, gonna get bullied. Reese is gonna be just like one on one. Will be. Who? Just like one on one. Me, me, <laughs> Trav, and Andrew. My son. Will I was win. thinking about this earlier. Actually, in the ones, nobody hacks like y'all two hack. You, Andrew, used to hack in the ones. Because I was thinking about it with the whole like you know the guys went on the foreign tour last summer, and I was like, we used to play one on one all the time in the summer. It was, it's good when you have the foreign tour to break it up and play against somebody different. Because I got sick and tired of y'all to hand checking every every summer in workouts and one on one. Kev, you react. You used to you used to hack a little bit too, actually. For the record, you you have to hack. What do you mean? If you're not hacking, you're not trying. All right, we're white out here, trap. What do you what do you mean? <laughs> what we lack what we lack up for in, in foot speed? We got to use our hands a little bit. What are we talking about? We're starting that first I, episode this year. I did not hack because I didn't try. <laughs> so, no, I didn't hack. I wouldn't <laughs> hack. I, I didn't care enough to hack. There's no way I was out there even hand-checking people. I didn't even warm up 90% of the time, fellas. You know, like in, in games, at the end of a game, if, if you know you need a stop, there's seven seconds left, your team is on defense, and so the coach like pulls you out and he puts the defensive group in. In practice, you know, when the games got close and there was, you know, there was... <laughs> Our first group, second group, third group, and then your guys' third group with Josh Tamayich. Like they would actually sub Andrew out of the game for one of the managers, which was kind of crazy. He was strictly an offensive player, <laughs> offensive hey, weapon, Drew could defensive shoot it, liability. <laughs> <laughs> it's like football. 
Hey, speaking of that, though, hey, speaking of that, uh, the summer trip, Travis, I'm glad you mentioned that. Terps went on a summer trip this year. Uh, we also went on a summer trip my senior year, your two junior years, Kevin's rookie year, so he wasn't there. Um, somebody, t- Travis, talk about that a little bit, how that kind of helps center your team, a little camaraderie, and then also uh, it's just nice not playing against each other, beating up on each other all summer. Yeah, I mean, it works for everybody, right? Like, coaching staff loves it because you get a couple extra practices, NCAA rules. You guys get to actually, like, work out as a team together and put some plays in and all that. Coaches um, love it is an, is an understatement. Let's get oh that my out God. of the way. Turgeon will stop talking about it. More practice, um, you kidding me? And then as a player, I mean, first first things first, you know, it, it's a free trip to Italy, right? So, you know, I was out there, you know what I'm saying, getting a little loose, getting, doing a little shopping, you know. Having some fun. Um, but also, like, yeah, it's great to, you know, you spend all summer for months. You're, you're, you're playing and practicing against guys where in Maryland. It's the same thing every, every, every day. I got tired. I got tired of abusing all the practice. Like, it is what it is. It gets boring. It gets old. Um, it's fun to go overseas and, you know, play some different competition, right, especially some, some European teams who um, play a little bit differently. It's a little bit of a different game. Um, you know, I, I think it really accelerates kind of you, you guys gelling as a team, both chemistry-wise, off the court and on the court. Um, so everybody loves it. It was fun. I know, you know, I know we had a great time. Um, and I'm sure, like, you know, heading into this year, that was something they look back on. Like, you know, okay, like, we have an advantage, a leg up on, on other teams that maybe didn't get the chance to have this experience. And I think it's, it's always... It's huge for this year's team as well, having two freshmen that are going to play big minutes. Um, along with Geronimo, a transfer, a couple transfers, some new guys. It's huge to get that chemistry, like Travis said, play against other teams, get that extra practice. So for this year's team, it was definitely beneficial. As we saw, DHS started the first game, double digits, ready to go in the first half. I think the trip helped with that. I was going to say, I think it's always funny when teams go on foreign trips. There's always It's always so hit or miss with the teams they're going to play. And I won't be the first guy to tell you I know – you know, there's so many different leagues in Europe, but you go overseas and it's like either you're playing against a team that's that's nice, that you're in a dogfight, you might lose, and then it's it, it'd be like a Division three version of a team over here where all of a sudden you're going overseas and you're winning 80 to 36, and you did that to three straight teams. Like You hear so many stories about how lopsided it can be. It's just funny. There's no middle ground. It's either you're playing against a national team or you're playing against plumbers. Right. And it, it's, it's, no, it's, no, it's no in between. But you get that extra three weeks of practice. Coaches are all over it. Oh, they love it. Oh, it's, it's their absolute favorite thing on earth. It's done better. It's, it's done better. I mean, for them, like, they salivate over extra practice. And you guys running sprints and putting in plays. and all. Like, you know, I'm sure. And again, like we said, you know, this is, this is a team that, you know, has a lot of I think, you know, a lot of new guys who are going to play, like, important roles. And, like, you know, it's important to have those guys get those reps early on. You know, like, you know, DHS is a starter. Jamie Kaiser, I think, very soon will be a starter. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different team. Um, but I think expectations are high for, for good reason, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot um, of guys who've played a lot of minutes in college. Um, so, you know. I'm, ex- I'm excited we're back. I'm excited we're rolling. It's funny. It's, it's a uh, mixed group. Like, you, you know, you've, you've Jameer, you've Dante in their fifth year. You've Juju, who's now a junior. It feels like Juju was just a freshman. Uh, two freshmen coming in that should play a lot. You have a transfer in Jordan Geronimo, who 
we were at campus earlier this season and uh honestly one of the more impressive college athletes i think i've seen just his first of all his bounce like this guy is just he's incredible bounce uh obviously they're in great shape in the summer you know he's super long arms his measurables are are very high i think defensively he has a lot of things you're looking for and you mix in like i said the fifth year guys that are coming back this is a group that's that's very mixed you have jahari long who was transfer seton hall uh and, and a lot of bench options that are coming back that it is it's an interesting group and uh freshmen that are going to play a lot that I'm, I'm sure that extra practice time this summer was big for you know you know what this team reminds me a lot of is the team my senior year with we had the experience when it came to anthony cowan you also have jameer you have the bigs that are kind of nearing the end, second year, third year, with the Bruno, the Julian. You know, you have the freshmen coming on, the Wiggins, the Sticks, the EA that have to play valuable minutes. It's very similar to that same team. And I think, you know, it takes a sec to mesh, but once you once you understand each other, some special things can happen. I really agree with that. And I actually think that that year we became better when our freshmen played well. When Wiggs and Eric played well, we we would win. I mean, and they started messing at the end of the year, and I do think that's going to be a similar situation this year. I think DHS and Jamie are almost our X factors in terms of they play well, this team would be good, but if they struggle and they don't bring production, I don't know where else is going to come from other than really Jameer. So we'll see. I, I agree a lot with both of those points, but as a counterpoint, I think my biggest fear about this team is that it ends up looking a little bit more like um, my sophomore year, Kev's sophomore year, Reese first year, Junior junior year, where we were super reliant on two guys in the backcourt, and we didn't have a lot of depth, and when those two guys were off the court, we looked, we, we looked shitty, and over the course of like a conference season, like it's, it's a lot of responsibility on two guys. Like my, my fear is like who on the court is going to be able to make plays, create shots, get guys looks aside from Jameer and DHS. Like those are two guys right now. I don't see a ton of, I don't see a ton of guard depth beyond that. It's interesting. Like I, I think from watching the first game, you know, it feels like they definitely – like, Juju was almost used as a creator. You know, they got on the ball at the elbows. Guys were playing split action off of him. I think they put a lot of pressure last year on Jameer to be a creator. And you saw that in the NCAA tournament. When shit hit the fan, it was, it was pick and roll. And, and he, there was a lot of pressure put on him to make plays. Uh, I think with DHS there, you know, he's going to get downhill. He's a, he's, he's a tough guard. You know, his shot is something he's going to have to prove over the course of the year. So we like their guard play, but it feels like they're going to try to get Juju the ball more uh, and allow him to make some plays. I, I think my biggest concern for this team is, is their ability to make shots from the outside. That's why I think Jamie's going to be a tough guy to keep off the court, um, especially if, if you're going to start Dante uh, and you're going to start Geronimo. I think those are two guys that gotta, they got to prove they can make shots. Um, but in terms of creators, I think Jahari Long, he had good minutes. I, I think from our guards and our forwards – I think our depth overall is fine. I mean, it's it's tough to go nine or ten deep to have a good team. I think we're we're solid seven eight deep. My biggest concern is who we have still behind Juju. There's unproven guys, but uh, I think I think a guy like Jamie is going to be hard to keep off the court, and you know our guard play is going to be pretty good. What do you guys think you do 
when it comes to, you know, Kevin brought up a point, sometimes offense stalls and then it goes into pick and roll and things like that. What do you think you do to prevent that where every single time, like you watched Michigan State the other night, stagnant, 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 and then it's just a pick and roll at the end of a shot clock. How do you guys think you prevent that for Willard? Because with Turgeon, that was the same complaint that we had with everybody else. The mellow, you know, Anthony pick and roll, that was that was the offense. So how, what do you guys think we do differently with this team? Do you run more through Julian? Um, you know, is it more motion offense where everybody's kind of, it's a pass and cut away from the ball type deal? How do you guys prevent that? Kevin, you're probably better at it with the NBA stuff, but what's everybody's thoughts on that? Well, I think it starts, you got to have special players. Uh, you got to have guys who can create by themselves. I think the less a coach has to coach and be involved during the game, especially offensively, uh, you need to let your guys play. You know, you practice is where you work on things. And, of course, you can call timeouts and dead balls. You can call plays. But, you know, they need the guys on the court to know how to play, know what what you're looking for in your system, be able to play off one another. And that's obviously what takes time. That's why Michigan State probably looked horrible the other night. That was the first game of the season. Uh, so they're going to get better. This Maryland team is going to get better. But you got to have special players that can go get it. Uh, in college basketball, I think that definitely starts with your guards. And Maryland, I think, is going to have really good guard play. And yeah, everybody else will feed off that. And Willard really lets the guys, as Kevin's saying, uh, play on offense. So if they're playing well together, it's going to work. But one thing I do like is out of timeouts, he always has a play. And the first game was really good. They had a timeout right before the half. Um, they started a horns action, handed off, went around. And then with two seconds left, it was – a left-hand layup for DHS going to a strong hand, and they finished it perfect play. So out of timeouts, it looks like they have good plays, but sometimes they're stagnant. I think with this team, he'll need us to call more plays. Um, but if they start mel- meshing well together, uh, hopefully they can just play five out. One thing I do love about the five out is that it spaces the hell out of the court. Like you bring Juju out of the paint, you get him the ball at the top of the key. Now you're at five out. There's nobody in the paint. So it creates more room for guys like Jameer and Deshaun to get downhill and get to the cup because ultimately, you know, that's going to be a big driving force of the offense. Um, you just hope, again, that like while this floor is space and you have five out, like you need guys to make shots. So that's, you know, Jamie's going to have to make shots. Um, you know, it, it would be a massive boost if you could get a guy like Dante to consistently be able to make shots and just make sure that, you know, his guy has to guard him. So, um That'll be big, but I, I like the five out. I hope the offense flows, and I think as the season goes along and guys get used to playing with each other and the speed of the regular season, like it'll it'll look smoother than it did Tuesday night. What do you guys think in terms of the shooting woes? Is that a it it figures itself out percentages play percentages? I think you know Jameer. I don't know what his percentage was last year in three points, but you know it kind of evens out over the span of a year. I know. There's big lulls where we'd have stretches of, of horrible shooting. But what do you guys think uh, with this team in particular? Do you think this is a shoot yourself out of it type of group? Or is it, you know, once it stops working, you you completely go away from it? I'm concerned on the shooting of this team. Uh, I do think Kevin has a good point that if Jamie can shoot it well, and he's a great shooter, that it'll be hard to keep him off the floor and he'll play a lot. Because this team needs a shooter. One, every team needs a shooter for spacing, but it doesn't seem like this team, outside of him, are three-point shooters. 
So I'll be interested to see how they combat that first game, three for 16, 18%. I mean, you're on your home court. I get it's game one, but that's pretty sad. And that was something that was very apparent too from when we were there. This coaching staff is high on Jamie. They, uh, from the coaches to, to Kyle in the weight room, like it feels like he is already a guy that they're very high on and, and think he can really help him out this year. Uh, we'll see. I, I think the the Jordan and the, the Dante pairing, uh, we'll see how that looks. I, I think from a physicality standpoint to start games, especially with DHS and Jameer and their ability to pressure the ball, I think that's where Willard is going is establishing – themselves right to start games defensively but that can be a little clunky I think that group uh I think Dante's capable of making shots but that's where I keep going back to I think you know overall across the board Jamie's kind of that outlier I think you're going to end up needing him on the floor just to be able to space it for other guys and uh as a freshman it's you got to pull him along is he going to be able to do everything else right off the bat but you know from what we've heard this staff is really high on him so I, I think to like back it up with numbers like Jameer last year was 31% and Dante was 30%. And those are your two guys that are probably like, I mean, if you look at it, those are probably your next two guys behind Jamie as far as like shooting. Noah Bachelor's a guy who we know he can make shots. We haven't seen it yet a ton, but we know he can make shots. But Jameer and Dante are probably the two guys are going to take the most threes, I think, outside of Jamie Kaiser. Um, so, and a granted, you know, obviously a lot of Jameer's threes come off the dribble, off of ball screens. They're not easy catch and shoots. But, um, you know, that, that's going to be the question for us. Like, can we make shots? And I think to Kevin's point again, like, if you had to pick one or two X, X factors for this team, like, Jamie's he's at the top of the list just off his ability to shoot the ball, which we don't have a ton of, I think. So, for you guys, what's your big X factor here in terms of player? Obviously, Jameer and Juju, when they play well, more than likely they're going to win. Um, or they'll have a good chance to win. But typically, they're always going to put numbers up. They play enough. They have the ball enough. Typically, you're always going to see them right around the 15-point mark. They'll get the rebounds. They'll get their assists. Who's the extra guy that you guys think, if that guy plays well, we have a really good chance to beat anybody in the country? Not the Mount St. Mary's, you know, not the Davidsons, the Villanovas, you know, those type of guys. Drew, you said it exactly right, that Jameer, I think we know what we're going to get. The guy's consistent. He plays hard. He's a great point guard. We know he's going to be good. Um, Juju, I think same thing. He could be an X Factor, but I think it's right there. It's the freshman. It's DHS or it's Jamie. I think without them, I think they're going to play plenty of minutes. And Willard's going to trust them. They're freshmen. He wants to see them grow. If they're not playing well and they're just taking up minutes, it's going to be hard for this team to be successful in Big Ten. If they're standout freshmen, they have a really, really good chance to compete for a Big Ten uh, title, in my opinion. Yeah, we, we've said it. I, I, similar, I think we know at this point, too. Dante's in year five. I think fans know what we're going to get out of him on a nightly basis. Same thing with Jordan coming over from Indiana. Offensively, I think we know what we're going to get out of him, a slasher, uh, create extra plays, offensive rebound. Uh, play with energy. I think. I think it is like you said. Is Jamie coming off the bench? Uh, is he going to be able to give a boost? I think Deshaun, his ability to hopefully prove he can shoot the ball at this level is also going to be going to be major. I'll, I'll say, you know, I, I think those guys are right, Drew. You know, I'm a guards guy. You're a guards guy. Guards lead the team. Um, but Willard made an interesting comment at media day. He said, 
what I took away from our loss to Alabama in the NCAA tournament was that we were not physical enough. They were just way more athletic than we were. And I think he basically was alluding to the fact, like, that's why I went out in the portal and got Jordan Geronimo, because I felt like we needed more strength, physicality, athleticism. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings, right? Like, he's, he's a guy who's played a ton of college games. He's been through the grind of a Big Ten season multiple times. Um, you know, he brings a little bit something a little different that we don't, I think, didn't have a ton of, aside from a guy like Dante who's physical. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he carves out for himself. I think hopefully he can find a way to kind of give us big, good minutes across like a couple of different positions. It's something very simple, but I think it's also funny when you look at top, not even top 25, top 10 caliber teams, size-wise, they're they're big. Like across the board, they're big. And that was something that they said on the broadcast uh, for their first games. Broadcasters were saying like, hey, this Maryland team, like Juju's filled out even more. You know, they got Dante and Jordan starting. Deshaun is a big guard and Jameer Athletic. Jameer went and pinned somebody in, in transition. Like this Maryland team has size to them. And I think that was a little bit of my concern over the last couple of years, maybe since you, know, you go back to, to Melo Trimble's second year. You have Jake Lehman and, and off the bench to bring in DeMonte Dodd and Checo. Like that was a that was a big team that that Turge had. And then go back, you know, one of the best teams that Maryland has had in recent history was was their COVID year with Anthony and Sticks. And you know, we didn't have much size behind Chole after sticks like all those teams were kind of known for playing small ball it feels like maryland's been in this loop of being a smaller team that really plays with one big and has to play small uh we're similar here just because there's i won't say there's no depth behind juju there's there's unproven depth behind juju but across the board it feels like we're a bigger team this year and i, I think that's that's important in the big 10 but i think like travis said that, that was something that willard obviously thought was important if you're going to win at a high level Here's here's a question for you guys also. Um, since we're kind of predicting who we think X-Factors are going to be, do you guys have any bold predictions in terms of this team uh, kind of moving forward? Do you guys think there's a Big Ten championship? Do you not think there's a Big Ten championship? Um, you know, for me, what I think, how I see it, is I think this team will start 12-0, and um, and I think they'll be undefeated going into January just off of their schedule and kind of how they play. Um, but you know, what have you guys seen through the summer stuff, your trust in Willard, and then also your trust in, uh, you know, leadership of the seniors or the juniors and the experience. I mean, look, I like at the end of the day, your team goes as far as your best players carry it. And we have, I mean, like we were, we were one of what, two, I think teams that had two preseason all league guys, like, you know, there's no reason that they can't carry us to a place where we're top three in this league, right? I mean, it's wide open. Michigan State looked awful the other night. Purdue's going to be a tough out. Purdue's looking like the best team in the league. Outside of that, the league is wide open, I think. Um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be competing for a top two, three seed in the league. And then, like, look, my bull prediction, I think that kind of piggybacking what Kevin said about our backcourt being like a, a strong point. Like um, I think we can make a sweet 16. Like I, I think this team is capable of getting hot of our guards, carrying us to a sweet 16. And I think that needs to be what we look for is like that should, that should be the goal. Like that should be the standard of Maryland basketball is this team gets to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. And we're not surprised about it. 
I want to see if this team can win on the road. Um, I think it starts with the coach. I think we struggled on the road a couple years, and it felt like it was almost in Turgeon's head, and then it was in our head. Um, last year, the Willard's team could not win on the road. They were undefeated in Big Ten play at home. And I think this year's going to be different. I think it has to do with what Kevin said and the size and athleticism. I think these guys would go and guard anyone in any gym. Um, it's just going to be whether they're making shots or not. So, interesting to see that. Bold prediction, I think the Big Ten is not very good this year. Um, I know we're on the Big Ten podcast, but we'll see about that. I mean, we see there's three teams ranked. It's third in the country, fourth in the country who lost to JMU, and then 25th. So I think the Leeds Wyoken, I think it's pretty easy to say Maryland should end top four, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm particularly high on this team just because of who we're bringing back. Uh, good freshman class coming in. 11-0 and or 12-0, and Andrew, that is – I think that's also a pretty bold prediction. We got Villanova in here. Uh, we got Indiana in here. I think there's definitely some good teams to take to get there before we even get to UCLA. But that ain't happening. Uh, yeah, I think age wins in college basketball. Um, history's proven that. We we got a lot of guys that have been in college for a while, and our our freshmen are good. So I'm I'm particularly high on this team. If we're 12 and 0 by the end of December, I will get on Instagram live and strip naked. I was just wow. about to say, Nate. You heard it here first. That would also 12, be a school 12, record. 12 and 0. Okay, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm double down on my on my statement. You guys heard it first on the Old Turf podcast. <laughs> um, if you want to see the six-pack, those guys better go 12 and 0. <laughs> so you, you better be rooting for them. Um, you're going to take, take the next two months and get a six-pack? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Straight, straight solid core ad work. <laughs> every every win, I got to do go, go do an ad workout. <laughs> Uh, real quick, because we I don't think we we um, we haven't talked a ton about the first game. Obviously, Mount St. Mary's it was a win. Um, it wasn't quite as convincing as I think I would have hoped. I don't think we finished the game strong. Um, but just curious as far as like, and we'll start with you, Drew. Like, what what if anything stood out about that game? About how we played? About teams lineups? Like, what what, what stood out? To be honest with you, I think the biggest thing is that we we beat them handedly. Like I, you know, from the start was a little bit on the slower end, and then midway through we're starting to pick it up. At half, I think we're up seventeen, and then you know we just kind of handled it the entire way through. Um, I think that's pretty rare for your first game of the season. I think you can have a Michigan State start. I think you can have an Oklahoma State start. You know, little things like that. It's just one of those things where hey, you can kind of, you know, see that that leadership does matter. You don't have the young guys. You have good established scorers, and they took care of business from start to finish. I think what first games really show you is is how we're going to attempt to play. I think the the result is tough. You're, Maryland has a great home fan base, but first game of the season against Mount St. Mary's, you're not going to get a full arena. I think the energy is weird. It's the first game for all your freshmen. It's – Everybody's super excited. Uh, I, I still like the the way we're playing, picking up full court, physicality, speeding the game up. Offensively, I think we touched upon it. It's, it feels like they're they're playing through Juju a little bit more. Our guards were getting out in transition, getting downhill. Uh, so I, I think first game, if you take away the result, at least we got to see the brand of basketball that we're gonna that we're gonna try to play. And I think it's it's a fun brand under under Coach Willard. And check out 
Maryland's defense. They were in a zone, a matchup zone. I'd like to see if it stays. We'll see about that. Uh, they were not aggressive on ball screens. I don't know if it's a game plan for Mount St. Mary's, but normally you don't game plan for those teams. Uh, you play your style and you practice it. So I'll be interested to see if they do the same strategy against teams like Iowa or other teams of Big Ten because Iowa might put up 100 on the matchup zone unless they figure that one out. Of course, this guy would talk about defense. Some things never change. Some people never change. This is what it is. One of us, one of us defense has wins championships. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> here, here's something uh, for you guys. Little, little nugget on the side here. Um, did we go out after – this is completely random. But did we go out after we would win our initial game, even though we were supposed to win by 30, and I think half the time we won by, like, 15? Would we still go out? You guys remember that? Absolutely. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> I hope not, because you walk in a bar and everybody's like, congrats, you just beat Mount St. Mary's by 40. You guys are sick. Congrats, congrats guys. Well done. You should be really, really, really proud of yourselves. Well, you I forget remember, like, when you're a student athlete, you get one time a week, if that, to go out. So right. we are slightly True. off the next day, or there's just the all-star game where the walk-ons play. Those boys, you know we were hungover in that game, so... We're going out. Well, you already know. Like the start of the season, we go to the bars. We thought we were the shit. You know, you're like, oh, hey, yo, yeah. we just we just beat Bucknell at home. What's up? Like, I thought it was LeBron James. <laughs> well, it was one of those deals where we'd start the year what ten and two. Everybody was getting you know getting some looks. I was getting playing time. I was shooting a couple shots. I was taking a couple shots after the game. We were just kind of living life, having fun. And I think that was, you know, the biggest part of the college experience for, for half the boys. Uh, anybody else got anything for, for the ending here? Shout out Pizza Bowlies. I, I missed that place. The whole, the whole get back from a road trip. Or not a road trip. You don't do those in college. Get back from an away game super, super late. You run across, get yourself a pie. So I was just thinking about a nice W. Get back to the dorm and... Grab yourself some pizza bullies. I hope that place is still around. I hope they ain't go to business yet. I hope they ain't go to business yet. Because the two biggest customers was Kevin and and they, oh they was holding it down for him. I hope they're still around. Oh, my God. I still remember every time I would, because I would order and go pick it up, and me and Anthony were roommates my freshman year, and every time I walked to the door, you would have thought I shot his dog. The way he's like, you didn't give me a pie, bro? Like, completely just like, that's crazy. You would go and sulk in his room for the next hour. Uh, but shout out Pizza Bullies, first dub of the season. That's where I'd be going. Not only that, shout out us. How great are we? Are we the best? We're the best. Did shout out everybody it? putting parlays together tomorrow. Oh, that's, yeah, where, Kevin, that's where we're going. Kevin getting that six million impression. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin tweeted that. I hope people know. Kevin tweeted that specifically to get his impressions up so he could tweet out the Old Turfs podcast because that's a wrap. Season two, episode one. I think I think we got it, fellas. I think I think we might go twelve and 0, 25 and 0, 30 and 0 national championship. I'll be there partying. Let's do it. Come on. If y'all wanna see me naked, you better hope for it.